Hi, and welcome to Cluelessly Coping, the podcast discussing anything from friendships to breakups, social constructs to our weekly favourites. Join me, Bella. And me, Anna, as we delve into the wonderfully confusing life as a millennial, when 99% of us are cluelessly coping. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. I just don't think these intros are going to get any easier each week. It's like, how do we start? Each week we flip a coin, do seeing us do the first it's word. so weird again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't get any easier. Um, this week, we are not going to discuss Kim and Kanye's divorce. Even though it is on everyone's minds. <laughs> Literally, can't believe that's happening. It shocked me. I am someone who denies that I am into this social, like popular culture but i can't i live off it thrive it's my entertainment me and lou were chassy about it though and you would never put them together no anyway that is not the focus (laughs) of the podcast sorry but leading on from divorce (laughs) this week's episode is on breakups the pig the bad the ugly (laughs) everyone's had one we thought we've brought it up enough times in episodes for it to have a it deserves a it deserves a good half an hour, forty minutes, you know. A good in-depth in-depth discussion. It's gonna be a bit exposing. I really want Izzy to cry. <laughs> it <laughs> will <laughs> happen. <laughs> it's gonna be an exposing one, but hopefully by the end of it, if you're going through one, if you're about to go through one, if you've been through one, you'll find some Some com- advice. In some there. advice, some comfort, or you'll disagree with us and message us about it. I really like I think I I would appreciate listening to someone talk so um in depth and like sentimentally and like honest about it Mm. as you're gonna like as this episode intends to be exactly because like you know you can't you can sugarcoat it we i don't know sometimes you just don't find truth in what people are saying i know and like when i was going through it i always was searching for someone who's going through what i was going through not not saying it's that unusual of a situation but i just wanted Mm. to hear someone saying they were feeling the same as me like that my feelings were valid and also it makes for good content it's interesting gossip exactly (laughs) juicy gossip for everyone so izzy give us the context behind the breakup about a year ago from now almost god that's crazy not quite a year pretty oh where do I even start so I guess the context is I was in a relationship when I was 16 so I met this guy when I was 16 at Mm. school um GCSEs we were all in a big friendship group together each other before though well he only came in year 10 really yeah so we didn't know each other for that long and then we met and we were all in a big friendship group together there was like five of us and we all got on really really well and then like one thing led to another and we started Mm. dating and we just, it was a very, like, young, teen, kind of, like, first romance. It was very, like, exciting and different and new and... And, like, I can add something in here because, obviously, like, I was at school with you guys. Mm. I remember when you said, like, first got together, I think everyone was like, what? Like, it you, was... you two were so different, mm-hmm. like, polar opposites of people. Um, but, like, it just seemed to work. You were definitely, like, the yeah. couple, everyone was just like yeah you two together like funny and it wasn't, like, really good and like, like rooting one for you I was anyway yeah I feel like we were quite like, we were very very different people but who we were we got on really really well mm. and it was just funny like we both didn't take anything that seriously really no. so it made for quite like a good dynamic and a lot of we all had me and him shared quite a lot of the same friends yeah. and everything like that which made it quite nice I feel like quite mm. a lot of people were rooting for us which was 
quite a weird feeling, but it was nice in the sense. Show you off on the sidelines. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then we were together and we were together throughout sixth form, which we became really, really close yeah. in because a lot of our friends were in the older years. So when everyone yeah. left, we kind of got a lot closer, just me and him, and we shared quite a few lessons. And then we went travelling together, just me and him. So yeah, we got really, really close. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to stay together in uni, which was like a tricky decision but we decided there was no reason that yeah, it wasn't working been that before, so. exactly like at this point we've been together two years which is a long time <laughs> god you forget that it's actually that long you were together yeah. since you were 16 it's weird but we would become really close we decided to stay together for uni and yeah we just managed to make it work for the first year and the first year it was really good we were really well I was really happy it was really nice to have someone who I was really close with who was also going through the same situation like starting uni making new friends and that type of thing it felt like there was a really good support network there Mm. and it felt really nice being able to have someone you could just who knew exactly what you were going through really I think I spoke about that on the first one yeah exactly it was nice to grow up with someone in that sense I think this sounds really weird, but I find it really hard to talk about all the positives and the happiness mm. and how great it all was and everything. Look back on it in a really good light because of everything that happened. Yeah. I just find that really difficult. I don't know if I can properly... It was a really happy relationship and I want everyone to be like listening so they can like go along the journey of what happened and feel how like happy I was and how good things were and things like that. But I just... Because of the way it ended. It's like, I just don't remember it like that anymore. Yeah. I think that's really... That's something we can delve into at the end when we're kind of going to talk about how um like a relationship ending can affect your light on like new relationships and everything and how I guess we can just delve into the facts like deeper later on once yeah talk about it more then it's just I don't know talking about it in the past it's a bit mm. like even now it makes me feel just a bit emotional on the mm. bit because it's still something that I don't know I can't wrap my head around well Sorry, I feel like I've kind of jumped ahead and you don't know the full story. So, yeah, anyway, things like we were at second year uni, it was getting kind of tough because we were both living very different lives and we both wanted different things for our futures. But I think when you've been with someone for so long, there's such a want to make it work because you both, if you're with each other for that long, you've sacrificed quite a lot to get to that Mm -hmm. stage. And so I really felt, uh, I really want this to work because I did love him, like, I did and I really really did want it to work and then I started to get a feeling that something was off and I think everyone knows that feeling I can't describe Mm. it but it's just a feeling you know when something's not right and then I'd had that feeling for quite a while but you know I just kind of brushed it off because I was like doing a lot of uni work and things like that and then lockdown kind of happened and we all came back and I was just kind of distracted with that Mm. and I was like oh okay it's I don't know how we're going to do this, but we've managed to get through quite a lot. We've been together for a long time now. Yeah. We'll, we'll get through this. This will be okay. And then, I don't know, I started getting a weird vibe. I've, I really started getting that feeling, started to get overwhelming, yeah. and it was making me so anxious and so upset. And I didn't know what was wrong. I could just feel it. I just knew that something was wrong. And so, like... On the Monday of that week. You just week, do know, don't you? I, I just like... knew that something was weird. Like, we weren't talking with each other. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, we're going into a pandemic. This was the first time. It's like, everyone's dealing with their own shit right now. Yeah. I'm going to give you, like... 
I think when you've been with someone quite a long time, you learn when they need their breathing space. Definitely. Now it's like, you just need some space you right now. the dynamics between the relationship, which is even why it becomes more obvious when something's yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I think I just thought, like, I have so much trust in how strong we are yeah. that you kind of got to the point where I was like, nothing could break us up at this point. Mm. I'll just give you your space. I know we'll always, like, join back. You just yeah. need a moment. Because I think that's how you make it work long term. Um, but anyway, I just had this feeling. So on the Monday, like... I wrote him a card and like drew this card and everything for him. Yeah, like everything's gonna be okay. We're so good. Like I don't know. I was just trying to make it all. Cheer him up. Yeah, it was like a little bit of a booster, like just something like that. And then, like that was on the Tuesday. Things were still weird. So then I sent the everything, and then on the Wednesday, <laughs> um, oh, bear in mind, like I'd wanted him to come home for uni for ages, but it just wouldn't, and that was a bit of a yeah. weird thing in my head. And then. <laughs> Please come visit me. Like, no. Please, please, please come <laughs> say hi to your girlfriend. Say, well, it would be nice. We're going into lockdown for God knows how long. But anyway, that didn't happen. And then we'd already been no, we'd already been in lockdown for about two weeks at this point. Mm. Um, so yeah, I sent the card and everything on the Monday. I really remember this week so vividly. And then it was the Tuesday, and everything was still weird. And I sent the card. And then Wednesday, I got this phone call, like FaceTime call. Um, and oh, this is awful to talk about. It was actually one of the worst experiences I think I've ever had. And like, I picked up the FaceTime, and I think my way of dealing when things are awkward is just to chat and compensate. So I was just trying to be really happy, trying to make it good. I was like, and I really did just think yeah. it's because we're going into a pandemic and you don't know how to cope, which is so fair enough. No one knew how to cope. Yeah. So, like, I was talking about my new shoes. I've got those Converse. Nice. They're nice. They've lasted well. Anyway, sorry, random sidetrack there. But I was just talking loads, talking loads, talking loads. And it was like, I need to talk to you in that sentence. Yeah. That is such an awful and sentence. Like, when looking back at that moment, you must have felt like, kind of like a clown a bit. Like, you were just, like, talking and talking and talking. And then here he was with, like, this, shit, like, dump truck of information yeah. being, like... Well, then he hung up. What? Yeah, so it's like, and he's talked to you, and he's talked to you, and then it's just silent. It was just silent, silent, silent. They just hung up, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on? Like, I was so anxious, and was shaking. And then I called him back. He's like, come on, you can tell me anything. Like, we'll, we'll get through this. It's okay, yeah. whatever's happened. And then, yeah, oh, I didn't get through it. <laughs> it was very bad. Then I just found out that, like, for the past few weeks... I don't know. So we had... It's hard to say. I don't know. It's a weird one. It makes me feel sick right now talking about it. Like, even you can feel yeah, that. I can literally... It's awful. It's actually awful. But, yeah, he just was like, I've cheated on you yeah. with my housemate. Like, I've slept with her multiple times. Mm. And I was just... In that moment, I was just... Gosh. Like... I was just... I was in disbelief. I was like, no, you haven't. He was like, no, I have. I was like, no, no, you haven't. No, this doesn't. This hasn't happened to me because I was so much like this cannot have happened to me. Yeah. Because we were. Everyone always thought we were the really good, really healthy. Yeah, the power couple. Everything was so good, and I was like, this is not. I just broke down. Yeah. I just and I remember being like, I want you to tell me everything, because in my head I had to know absolutely everything that these two people had done. Like the detail. I think what makes it worse is like, didn't you have like. Not suspicious, like, I think... You, oh, that I was, was so suspicious yeah, of them. like, the housemate, and, like, you know, when you ask for that reassurance, and it's, like, it's be- you're not asking for that reassurance because you're insecure, or you're, like, you weren't insecure or anything. You were asking for that reassurance because 
that niggle that was like in you was real and it must be so frustrating that you did not like that you were made to doubt your gut judgment in that moment you know I just think as well the worst it was like everything (laughs) I can't even explain I just felt like such a mug for a year I'd just been made to look like this person that was so stupid and so forgiving and I had spoken to these people I'd spoken to that girl I tried to make an effort I wanted to be friends with her like I thought she was really cool and then this happened and I was like what like how can you make such a mug of me yeah that was literally it so yeah I found out that I'd been cheated on quite a few times after four years so it was like a prolonged thing as well yeah it wasn't a short term well (laughs) supposedly short it wasn't a short they definitely were together for like a year or something like that but yeah, I found out, and then the worst few weeks of my life began. <laughs> no, it was pretty, it was pretty awful, I'm not going to lie. I think the hardest part for me about the entire experience was after I called the phone. After I had, after that phone call ended and I'd found out everything, I literally just called my friend Em, and I was just like, something really bad like I'm even getting emotional now talking about it but it's not because I miss this person I miss that life I don't miss any of it but the pain of that experience is still like you just didn't deserve it like you it awful but yeah I just I called her and I explained what happened and I was just in shock and I just remember I kind of like called her and she was like you need to go and get your mum now because I'm not with you and no one's with you but you need to go get your mum and I just walked to my door and I was just like mum you need to come here like mum something really bad's happened like something really really bad's happened and then Jemima was walking up the stairs and she was like Bella are you okay is everything okay and I was like no Jem I'm really not okay I'm really really not okay I just crumbled and I think the worst part for me was I just felt what did I do? Yeah. What did I do wrong to deserve this? Because I really, I think, for me in that relationship, I gave everything. And I was just like, I came out of it like that. And I was like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. So I just had to take a little breather there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that happened. Took a few days. Had a bit of a breakdown. Didn't eat, didn't sleep, didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> and then Friday morning, I woke up and I just decided that this wasn't for me. Mm. I deserve more than this. I don't know. There's a lot more to cover, but basically, yeah, on the Friday, then I just called his mum, told his mum what had happened, because, you know, why not? <laughs> just get him in the talk show. <laughs> and, yeah, ended it. Ended four years over the phone mm. and a ten-minute phone call. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is literally crazy to me, that my four-year relationship ended over 50 minutes of technology. I feel like that would make such good YouTube clickbait. <laughs> yeah, imagine 50 minutes watch, honestly. <laughs> The weirdest. Isn't it? Oh, oh. oh. sad. <laughs> so with it being your first, like, relationship and, like, your first breakup, is that different? Like, has that... Did that affect you directly, like, within the process? I think it really did. I think the first heartbreak, it's always told to be the hardest and I never really understood why. I always mm. just thought everything's going to be the same. Your heart's always going to break the same amount. I think the first heartbreak's the hardest because when your heart is breaking and when you're going through that, it's not only breaking because you've lost someone that you really, really loved, mm. it's also breaking because your entire world, this first world that you've built up mm. and has all your ideals about what you think the relationship is going to be like, what you thought of as real and is true and what love is, falls down. Mm. Like, you realise that your version of reality isn't reality, actually, yeah. that 
life, well, for me anyway, this is the first proper time that I realised that life was really messy. The mm. people were nasty. The people didn't always have your back. Yeah. Like, this is what makes the first heartbreak the worst, I think, anyways, because it's the first time you properly realise things go wrong. Yeah, the first time that someone who you've, like, really felt deep, connection with has let you down exactly and, like, ruined. Like, people hurt you yeah when you didn't deserve it i think that was the thing it was the first time mm. i realized that sometimes bad things just happen mm. and it's not just, great yeah you can't help it because like you did everything possible in that relationship mm-hmm. to ensure that not nothing would happen like that you know <laughs> yeah exactly like it was kind of the fact it was the first one it, it really felt i had a sense of what more can I do? If mm. after four years this happens, how can I ever... Yeah. It's a weird one. And I guess, like, with the ending, not on a mutual term, like, it ended because of cheating. Like, mm. that's not a mutual decision you've both made to end a relationship. That's, like, something that's really had deep consequences onto you as a person. Yeah. Like, cheating has so many negative consequences. It's... Uh, like, is that how did cheating affect you being cheated on is the worst like i'm sure mm. anyone who's like listened who's happened to them it's honestly mm. like single-handedly the worst thing i've ever like it's not the best it's just not the way to end a relationship or... especially four years no. i just for me it was i remember just lying there like the days after it happened and i just cried and cried and i didn't eat and i didn't sleep and i just kept lying to myself being like what did i do wrong mm. what is it about me is it the way i look mad that you took it as a problem you yeah had. i like, was like it has to be me because they've managed to sleep with each other fine so i must <laughs> be the issue here which is such a weirdly toxic way of looking at it but mm. i just really was like i just it the thought the being cheated on has still affected me to this day. I could mm. still cry about it now, yeah. and it's just the pain that that entire situation has caused me mm. still makes me really sad. Not those people, not yeah. what they did, but that experience, that that pain that that caused me, I think is always going to hurt. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to go away. You know. I think aside, like just add con- adding some context to this is, is that like so often in situations the victims are the ones who are almost made to feel like it's their fault and it's the blame and that's like gaslighting. Mm. I didn't even know that term existed until um, I like read a book that you recommended for me to read on and um, like it made so many situations apparent that that's what's happened and it just happens so often in so many relationships and in like so many rela- like societal relationships mm. you can just see that and it's never as extreme as it's often portrayed. No. It doesn't have to be a big extreme it's thing. Small, it's just little, making your feelings mid, not feel yeah, valid. Yeah, 100%. I think when you're like cheated on, it doesn't just affect... It's not just a breakup anymore. No. I always used to think, I always used to think this, that, oh, it must be really great if you get... No, I didn't think it was really <laughs> great, but if you go through a breakup, I was like, always thought it's better if something bad happens because then you have a reason to hate them. Mm. But then when it happened, I didn't... I was it, I was numb. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate the person for it. I was just so upset. Yeah. I, it was such like a deep-rooted pain that I didn't feel any of that anger. Mm. And I think when you're cheated on, it doesn't just affect your like surface level... Relationship status. You can't move... Yeah. yeah it's, it's, not, it's not just... It makes it so much more... They You have a lot of issues to work yeah. through after that. Like it affects your mental health, your like self-esteem, your self-value. Everything is that. affected. Yeah. I lost like all of my motivation I didn't want to do anything mm. and it, it was just something that I'd always like sometimes even like not as much anymore but definitely for quite a long time 
you know the last thoughts you have before you go to sleep mm. it would always be one of them of like what is wrong about me yeah like what what was it what is is it this thing that's wrong about me or yeah. did what did I do like what is like it like you're questioning everything that you thought you were doing right in a situation exactly. and like the fact that you were like questioning your integrity and like what you were doing is just mad it's just crazy it's I, and I think I found that hard thinking that oh those two people they get to carry on I think another side of being cheated on was the fact that I came out of it the worst <laughs> I'd done nothing wrong yeah, like yeah. I was one laying in bed being like what's wrong with me what yeah. have I done and these people get to carry on living their lives as if nothing had <laughs> happened like it's all happening that they're nice people when in reality they'd broken me yeah. like I think that was a thing it never felt like they got not got what they deserve, not mm. like that, but they never got that, this bad thing happened to me, yeah. why don't you feel bad? I never felt like they got they that. They can just like, continue live, like, going Living on the road. Their lives. Yeah, like... And I just had to pause and deal, and that <laughs> felt unfair, very unfair. But would you say that all cheating's the same? I think we have quite personal experience. Well, I don't know, I just, I've known people who have cheated on their partners mm. and I don't know I literally can remember going through something where thinking like after you've told me about your cheating experience and then I was thinking I'd like know someone who like cheated on their partners and I was like would I even measure that as the same thing because it just doesn't seem as real or it doesn't seem as like big as what happened mm. with you and I'm wondering is it like is it maybe all cheating is just as bad like as each other but is it as bad is it worse when it directs you effect directly affects you I think Mm. it's possibly like that is just the scenario like because you can't go on thinking oh I'm never going to date anyone ever that has cheated on a partner yeah because a you're not giving them not giving people a chance to move on or a chance to grow and like you're not forgiving them but and like you're holding their past against them but then at the end of the day like do people move on? Do people grow? I think it's a very change? tricky one for me. I don't think I could, you know. Yeah. I don't think I could ever. For me, it's a big red flag. But then I also think it's how you deal with it. Yeah. People can make... I, I thought this. People can make mistakes and it happens mm. and people make mistakes. Yeah. And I think if afterwards you're so sorry, you know you've mm. messed up and you try your hardest to make it better, but the way mine ended was just found out two weeks no, later over there. FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were still together for quite a while mm. without me knowing. And I think that is something... I think that's where cheating's not the same. No. You can cheat and then be so, so sorry. Like, like show your remorse. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You're you're broken by mm. the fact that you've done this to someone. Because I think that shows that you have respect. Yeah. The other way, where you just ignore it and then you try and blame it on Hide the other person. It and, like, and manipulate and all of this You stuff. just make them look like a mug. Mm. And that's what they feel like. And that's, I think, where it comes... Yeah, Because if afterwards I'd have known that they felt so sorry and that they regretted it and things like that, maybe I wouldn't have spent so many nights thinking, like, mm. what was it wrong about me? Yeah. I do think that if you are someone who's ever cheated or have, like, been in a situation where you were maybe the other person, like, mm. in... Like, you have to come to a point where you forgive yourself at one point, but you, I think it's just so important to realise that actions have consequences mm. and you don't understand, like, just in any relationships, like, there's some accountability that you have for someone. You had a pretty hard time, right? You, not only did you get cheated on, but, like, obviously you had to deal with the breakup in lockdown. And, like, like I just remember time. seeing it on social media. Everyone was like, 
everyone's breaking up because they're being split up from each other. Mm. How are there any things that you put into place to be able to make sure that you could cope with it in lockdown better? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me that I felt the breakup because I was all mm. on my own. There was no distractions. There mm. was no friends. It was just me, mm. and I was just there. And I felt the breakup, and I was sad. Like mm. I was really, really sad, but I felt being sad. Yeah, I think you're probably more conscious that you had to deal with this in a healthier way than you maybe would have done in like the real mm. world because um, it's easier to pass things off. But like when we were all in such fragile positions with our mental health and mm. stuff like you were okay I need to process this exactly and also I felt like I had no obligation to anyone yeah. I really stopped caring I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I just got to a point I was like I actually don't care about anything anymore yeah. like if someone can do this to me I really don't care <laughs> anymore so I really like I was sad I remember going down for family meals and I just couldn't cope but I didn't try either really for well quite a few weeks I just accepted I'd go down family meals I'd just cry I just literally wore up just cried because I was so heartbroken by it all but then I also did a lot of journaling and a lot of processing how I felt like I felt the emotions but I also like I wrote letters to the girl who it happened to like I wrote her a letter I wrote the guy a letter like I wrote everyone who'd hurt me a letter we just read them now actually it's quite (laughs) it was quite an experience watching history be made honestly (laughs) it's weird to see look being back on it now because I haven't looked back on them since it happened but I wrote looking back on how you felt in that moment that's Mm. what it's just weird to think that that was a time in your life that you felt so low and now you're looking back on it it's such a good period yeah that you didn't know it could come back around like this I think that's that's such a useful prompt and such a useful prop to have for future reflection and mm. everything. On days when you look back and you think, I have not grown at all. Mm. On days when you go back and you feel like you're at square one again, looking back at something like that just highlights how much you grow without even acknowledging, without even knowing it, so without even realising so I would say that that is a really good piece of advice to I give also to people. think like another little piece of advice for this isn't necessarily lockdown related it's more like breakup related because mm. obviously I was one that did the breaking up um, I wrote down everything that yeah. I wanted to say and I looked at that for a few days before I actually decided this is what I want to say I called up all my friends I read it to them I read it to my parents I read it to everyone I was like is this right mm. is this what I want to say I don't want to say anything more and that really helped me because I knew then when it happened, I wasn't caught off guard. I got mm. to say my piece. And even though there is a lack of closure from the experience, mm. I think maybe that's the thing, like, how did lockdown affect you? There's a lack of closure. We never saw each other again. But just be kind to yourself, but use your friends. Tell them that you're mm. struggling because they showed up for me so much more than I thought. They, not that mm. I didn't think they were, but I didn't realise how, good, how yeah. much I needed them. And I would just call people up and talk to May Aunt May I just used to call her up and tell her literally the same thing over and over again just I was just processing it yeah and then even when I met you I was still yeah. processing it yeah it was just I think, I think you need different people to process different things with because everyone can give you a different piece of advice or a different perspective, different perspective on the situation mm-hmm. and it was probably so good to like tell so many people it's quite a juicy bit of gossip as yeah. well. it's quite like everyone was like what and I was like I know everyone it's happened you got a lot of like people feeling sorry for you as oh, well. Oh, everyone was so angry and I thought, like, that's right, everybody. <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> so fast forwarding on from like, just those raw emotive, emotional times that we've just been talking about. Um, can you offer some perspectives to people on like, is there an instant moment of like forgetting or like an instant turning point, which 
it's so expected to have during a breakup, you know, like three months down the line, you're absolutely fine. Is that, that right? That was quite a little three months <laughs> yeah, down the line. You're uh, absolutely I'm a music fine. student. <laughs> <laughs> like was it was it just as easy as that to get over it in a quick few months? Like what what? I think the thing that I realised is that you do have moment you do so it the wave analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like I felt like the waves of sadness they'd hit me. They were so close together all at once, and they'd get further away. But it didn't happen all at once. It wasn't a big like moment of oh I don't feel sad anymore. It's gone. Yeah. It was like I was in this like dark room, and something a little bit of happy would mm-hmm. happen, and I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I am a good. Maybe I am a nice person, or yeah. maybe like something good is happening. Or I'd get a good mark, and that'd be a little happy thing yeah. for me. And things like that slowly boosted me up. Slowly boosted me up, but. Throughout the entire summer, I was still devastated. Yeah. Like, I was still really sad by it. And it's only taken me, I think, probably in the last few months, maybe in the last month or that I've realised that it's only if I think about it now I get sad. Beforehand, yeah. it would always, if I saw pictures of them together or stuff like that, which, you know, you, there always are, aren't there? Mm. I always found that a real kick in the teeth. Yeah. I was like, how? Like, every time I thought it was healed, I'd see a picture of them together and be like, why did it happen to me? Not that I miss them or want them in my yeah. life. It just more hurt that I even that it does on. show that you have like moved. Like even that shows the little area of growth that when you reflect on the moment, it's like I'm not missing you. I'm still just feeling the trauma that was like yeah, caused by it. Yeah, I think it. that was really good for me. But it just takes time, and there's no big turning point, mm. and there's no big moment that happens. It's just the moments get further away. Yeah, one thing that I think is so important for like just for future references remembering that like this stuff it's so normal to feel it for like longer than what your kind of society expects you to feel it as in like years I think it's so it's so human to feel emotions for longer than a month (laughs) yeah exactly there's meant to be such a quick turnaround but when we've discussed this episode for quite a while but I was like I'm not ready to do it yet without just crying the entire time and even there's been moments on this time where I've been like can we just stop for a second it's just a bit weird I don't know it's just a bit do you know what I mean so yeah I think give yourself time and don't put pressure on yourself to get over it but be honest with your friends about how you're feeling because they're going to help Interview question number two. <laughs> I do feel like it's a nice little interview though, but that was quite exposing. But I hope you're all learning from it. <laughs> Even though you have moved on, but you've not necessarily healed completely from it. Mm. You've left it all behind, but are there long-term effects from it? Do you feel like it's normal to have these if you do have them? I think for me, one of the biggest issues that I had was that I was still hurting when I met mm. someone new, and I was still scared and it's so much thing on society like oh you should be single blah 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 mm. like I really was like oh this is the time I'm meant to be single and I was like, so against take that time to exactly. get over it or blood, blood, like live I, and... I was so against getting with someone new I, I yeah. told myself I was like I am actually not going to date anyone for a few years now because I can't go to that point again yeah I just felt like things had started to fall back into place and I wasn't willing to risk it I remember chatting to my friends or chatting to you about it and I really did think I was like everyone's going to cheat on everyone yeah. like every guy has the every everyone has the capability to cheat on someone and I really just thought every other relationship I'm going to get into I'm going to get cheated on because bit of a natural thought if it's happened to you yeah I remember just having this moment I was walking back off a night out and it had been really happy and this song came on it was quite like relevant to the situation and all of that happened and then I just started crying because I was like if after four four years that can happen to me it's gonna I'm not good enough for someone and that's gonna be forever Mm. and that was a really heartbreaking moment for me because I remember thinking like is this it now yeah you carry 
I guess this leads on to like the other question I was going to ask you. Um, I think it's really important to understand the boundaries of like where you bring your past relationship into your new relationship. That's if so If you important. even do bring it in at all, like you, I personally believe that everyone has baggage and you can't just leave the baggage at the door. Like when you come into a, a new relationship. I think the biggest thing that has been shocking for me about this entire thing is that being with Louis has helped me heal. Mm. I think we should really normalise being able to talk about your past relationships, being able to talk about your exes, being Mm. able to talk about what had happened in a totally just normal way. I'm not talking about it because I miss them. I'm talking about it because I'm traumatised by what happened. And you're in a comfortable environment with a friend. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, before you're in a relationship, you're most often you're in a friendship. Mm. And you feel like you could... I wouldn't... I feel like you should be able to be vulnerable with people. And especially like your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever you're seeing at that time, Mm. you want to be able to be vulnerable. And I'm not saying straight away. I didn't open up about it straight away. But as like the months have gone on, there's been little things that like I've opened up about Mm. and I've said, this happened and I don't think this was okay. And Mm. we've spoken about it and it's been a really like healing process for me. And I've cried about the experience and he's just been there and because also when say like if you came to something in your new relationship which maybe reminded you triggered something of like a past relationship Mm. you're not then retreating out of insecurity say like when you do you know when you act a bit odd you you have like a basis and a ground where you've discussed it with your new partner this is reminding me like that's why i'm freaking out it's not like a um I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, which is a tank of worms. What's the snake? Exactly, uh, a, a box of snakes. A box of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> a tank of worms. <laughs> no, but I know exactly what you yeah. mean because if ever there's a thing or like it's very, I think it's really healthy what I have now because we discuss everything yeah. and you know why the other person feels like that. And it doesn't have to be in chronological order. It's no. not like you have to sit down with each other and be like, this is my past. Yeah. This is everything I come with. Enjoy. Like, it's not like that, but it's just nice to know, like you said, when little things do go wrong yeah. and you do feel like a, a bit too strongly about it. Like, yeah. you know, it shouldn't actually upset you that much. Yeah, but it's so, like a, any weird thing. It, like, it, could, it just, it's actually Small, triggered something else. Yeah. Because you feel comfortable that you can say that and they're not going to think, oh, you're talking about your ex too much. Nah, 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 nah. Mm. But I think there is a boundary. And the bound- the big thing that I had was I was never talking out of a place of missing the relationship. No. I was talking out of a place of this really hurt me yeah. and these people really hurt me and I'm finding this hard right now. And I think it can bubble into something then. Yeah. If you don't talk about it all, it's always going to be like, what if? Mm. Who is that person on yeah. their Instagram? Who is that? Like, you don't know about it. Yeah. Then I think that shows, a, like, not commenting on, like, any one particular at all, but it does show an insecurity in yourself, maybe. And that's maybe, like, just out of self-analysis. Mm. Like, if you're looking for insecurities in a relationship based on past where you were not even present, that yeah. must be triggered by something insecure maybe in you. I don't know. But then maybe that's a... But no, else? I think that is a good point. But I think if you are thinking like that, then... It's better to say to the person, yes, this is making me feel insecure because of this in my past. Yeah. Or I don't I don't know what the reason would be, but because of this in my past. But I'm just not ready to hear about it yet, but I want to learn about you in time. Mm. I think it's maybe, because maybe you aren't ready to hear all about it all at once, but you can't no. just blank it out. Very true. So, um, to round off, I think like anyone probably would find this episode interesting it's got just enough juicy gossip um (laughs) or like if you 
have come to this and never gone through a breakup, well, maybe now you know how to go through one. Or <laughs> if you come to this episode and like find it in the midst of being in a breakup, find advice you'd give, what resources did you think helped you through it? Um, like any books, any what? What did you do? It was so funny because I remember like a few days after the breakup, I ordered so many books. And it was like How to Get Over a Boy mm-hmm. by Chigaru Shiguru, yeah. and that was honestly so brilliant to read because mm-hmm. it's exactly what I needed right now. And I think if you are going through something, then buy the self help books. Yeah, do read the things because it tells you that your feelings right now are valid, and it really gives you something to work towards. Yeah, I found reading that book really useful. I also found. I was, I just found a really easy TV show. I watched Gilmore Girls, I'm not going to lie, from start to finish. I watched it. It's really, well, save it for your breakup. Not that you're going to have one, that sounds bad, but save it if you go through something tough because I found, felt lonely yeah. and it was just nice having something on in the background that I didn't have to concentrate yeah. to. I literally just used to leave it on as I slept and I'd wake up and then put it on again for a few, <laughs> too many days, I'm not going to lie, but I found that really useful. And then I found talking to people. Mm. I wished myself busy. I didn't want to be busy, but... I messaged people I hadn't messaged with in a while. I like organised to like part like Netflix par- parties, not real ones. Netflix parties <laughs> with them and watched yeah. a lot of films and kept myself busy and just tried to like meet up with people. But then also I didn't push myself to do too much. Yeah, because I didn't want to see anyone. I'm not gonna lie. I also think like listening to podcasts and listening to real people like us discuss situations like this mm. probably would also yeah because i was just searching like i even started a blog i'm not gonna lie that's but... cool because like your release yeah i just was like writing about i'm not gonna lie i hid it so well because i didn't want anyone to find it that i can't find the login i can't <laughs> find the name of it it's somewhere out there on the internet but i've no idea what it's called <laughs> but i found like writing down how i was feeling was really good Letting myself feel how I was feeling was really good. Mm. Writing the letters to the people that had hurt me, that was one of the things that honestly, because so many times I wanted to send them both a message and be like, you did this to me. In the but, heat of those emotional moments, like you could probably send some rude. Oh, there was some, honestly, especially to like the girl that he slept with, I was just mm. like, they've broken such a, a trust element yeah. here. Honestly, I couldn't get over, anyway, 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 there's no point getting angry about it. Because I think you've got to realise that you've got to rise above it. They're mm. not nice people. They did something nasty and karma will come back. That was literally <laughs> the thing that I just kept thinking. But writing letters to people, because sometimes you can't say things that you want to say. So if you have that ready, it's a release, an outlet. Talking to your friends. Don't put yourself too much time pressure to get over it and drink a lot of wine. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> and I think... A final thing to kind of round this episode of is that like love and being in a relationship, it's one of the most like beautiful and powerful and biggest experiences there, some of the biggest experiences Mm. in your life. But with that, when it goes wrong, it's an intense like pain when it goes wrong and it takes time to heal. Mm. And it's crazy to think that everyone around you has been heartbroken. Yeah. That everyone's going to have experienced that. Like by different things as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think because love can be so great, but it can also be so painful, it's really important to set yourself kind of little signs so that you know when it's going badly. So when I had that gut feeling that it was going badly, I acted Mm. on it so that when it goes wrong, you can minimise the pain of a breakup because breakups can actually end well. And I think this is also a thing that's not talked about. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Breakups can end well and they can be happy. And if you can do that, that's such a brilliant way for it to end. 
Definitely, because it always makes me so sad to think that you lose, like, a friend at the end of something. I think, like we've always said, you can yeah. just grow apart. Yeah. And you can still love, have love for each other, but not be in be love in with love. Mm. each other anymore. I believe it. Me too. Well, on that positive note, we can end it here. It's yeah. been a longer episode, but a deeper episode. and I felt like it needed more time, really. Yeah. We wanted to... It's also nice because I feel things. like we've been able to get to know you a bit more and like put faces. Yeah, not really faces. Voices, voices to a person. To exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope you found it helpful. Yeah. And listening for next week's episode. Yeah. Treat yourselves well. Look after <laughs> yourselves. Bye. Bye.